0: All right. The computer lady said recording in progress. Oh, I hope that was recording. ah, I never know whether it's like started recording and it's going to cut off my words. Whatever. Welcome, everyone. It's Friday, August 20th, 2021. We've got a special celebrity guest today. And it's Dylan Black. And this is Celebrity Josh, or I guess that's the name of the show. We'll see. Uh, I'm Josh Rackless, but I'm going to change my name, too. uh, And maybe the show will be called Spark the Genius. And that'll be my name. I don't know. But this guy has a cool name. It's Dylan Black,
1: and and I swear it's real too. It's it's my real name.
0: That was going to be my question because it, it sounds very much like a radio name. Like it's
1: Dylan Black. <laughs> like
0: that's the name I would take on if I was going to pick a fake name for radio and TV. Yeah,
1: I, I swear it's it's not fake at all. <clears throat> oh, so hey, and it's funny because you introduced me as a celebrity. Like come on, you've 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 interviewed Jim Car- uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, like come on, that, that is something. That's now that's a celebrity.
0: That, that, that is a celebrity, I guess. Yeah, I guess if it's a, yeah, and relatively speaking, then you're not a celebrity. Who the heck are you? Why am I wasting no. my time? But <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> why I'm wasting my time because you're free. The uh, I mean, not costing me money because I, I messaged a guy on Instagram uh, this week. What's his name. I, I forget his name, but I just saw him on. He was sort of trending on John Cena's feed and he's known yeah. as the black John Cena. Cause he looks just like him, but he's black. And I yes. said, hey, I can interview you. And he's like, oh, that'd be great. So uh, would you be willing to do like a little donation? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, do you mean donate money to you? Yeah, yeah. Like I've been doing a lot of interviews lately. And, uh, you know, I want to, yeah, I got to make it worth my time. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I don't have a lot of money right now. But maybe. But we'll see. Yeah. But I don't know. But probably not. Because why you know,
1: would I? <laughs> there's probably more people that um, out there that you could, you know, well, I'm free, is what I'm saying. And yeah. there's lots of guys like me just willing to. Just do whatever it takes to be there for the people, you know? And, and, uh, yeah. And you're a good guy. I and, mean, you know, I, I see all the, the traction, traction you're getting. And, uh, my goodness, um, night uh, one for, uh, or your competition, your uh, for Yuck Yucks, you won. You were like first place that night. Thank you. Was- yes.
0: And so for those of you who don't know, I was in the Yuck Yucks summer contest, uh, a month ago. And I did it last year and I didn't get past the first round because, you know, I wasn't still fresh still well still fresh i don't i don't know whatever but somehow i got better this summer or winter and then i did it again this week or last month and uh, yeah not only did i get in the top three of the night i was voted number one and dylan one. dylan was kind of i guess the only judge right like the howard the yuck yucks owner isn't judging
1: uh, no, there was another judge from Ottawa Life Magazine. Uh, she was there as well. I forget her I forget her name. But but then I mean, but the room also judged. So yeah. me being one of the judges, I don't think that really matters because I think the other people in the room uh, also. Uh, so incredible, like you did great, and I think your opening um, joke was like just off the top of your head, and it impressed me. It was about the sweat on your shirt. Oh yes, yeah. I forgot about
0: yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah. I gotta have to go back and look my tapes. So I find that I. Uh... Every time I do it, like even the last time, uh, it's like whatever I do for the first minute where I'm just sort of off the top of my head seems to be the, the peak of it. Um, but it was, yeah, I was I was dripping sweat and I just I said something about this is a, a Rorschach test and whatever you whatever the funniest thing you can think of, that that's what this is or whatever.
1: Uh, so I, I don't know when you're publishing this exactly, but but you, you did advance to the second round. So when this comes out, you're either going to be on to the finals or you're you're out you're completely you're ousted so i wish yeah. you the best of luck <laughs> Thanks.
0: well i'll try to get this up very soon because I've, I've inter uh i've got like nine interviews from the past two weeks and uh i haven't sat down to put the the details on the file and the description for the podcast but i i've started yesterday so i'm just going to try to gr- get them all out so i'm caught up and i want to definitely yeah get this up before the contest so that it's still still relevant and uh And then who knows, maybe there's people all over the world listening to this that'll say, hey, I want to go to Ottawa and I want to watch this uh, comedy show and they'll buy a table of uh, five seats, I guess. You have to buy five seats right i guess because of covid they don't want people sitting together that don't know each other is that the idea
1: yeah it's it's all crazy everything changes daily right and of course so the venue is even different from where you were for your night it was mm. on preston now it's back on elgin at live live on elgin and uh, my goodness Yak Yuck Yak's is just hanging on they've done such a great job adapting throughout covid and uh, the summer comedy competition continues for uh organ donation and um uh, guys like yourself and gals uh, just you get up there and and I mean, I've been in radio coming up to almost 25 years, and I've I've been lucky to um, be in front of crowds of thousands. And but I I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> it's, it,
0: yeah, it's really I don't like it. Like it's so it's the one <laughs> thing. Like when I was doing it even 15 years ago, I'm like, uh, like when I'm about to do a class show or whatever, I just tell myself I don't have to do this. I could just curl up in a ball and never leave my apartment again. And that's how I yeah. felt again last month. But even the girl that came in second, I think before we went on or after she was saying, oh, you know, I'm so nervous. I don't want to do this. So I, I think a lot of people feel that way. But yeah, but I that's why I do it. Like, I just try to force myself to do mm-hmm. things that I know make me really uncomfortable because I feel that's the way to grow and learn. Like, that's why I've ran yeah. for member of provincial parliament and parliament and mayor. And I've had to do like debates in, in front of audiences. And Like, I don't feel like I know anything about these things. Like, I haven't memorized the policies and all this. So I scares the heck out of me but uh but i try to just force myself to do it so i don't ever look back and go oh well i should have tried it but i was too scared
1: you know you know i think we're quite alike in that way because because uh i i mean uh you can either this is a philosophy i've lived by for years at the end of the night at the end of the day you can you can lay there in bed and say you either did it or you didn't do it and which would you rather feel better you know, the day is going to pass no matter what, right? You can either and get up there, do that comedy show, get up there, give that speech, run for election, run for whatever, um, or you can not do it. And then day after day after day after day passes and you haven't done any of these things and you don't have any cool stories.
0: Yeah, right? and that, that's the thing. And I remember the first time I ran for office, I went to the debate. I was a bit late showing up and it had already started. It was at Baycrest uh like seniors home that my grandmother, I think was staying in at the time. And, and I showed up and the, the, the other people were debating the liberal and the conservative were like yelling at each other. And, and, and (laughs) they, they had a lot of history. So they knew each other. Like, and I was just like, I can't go up there. I can't yell at people. And so I just stood in the back. And then uh, some woman came up to me afterwards. She's like, were you the green party person? Oh, we, I would have wanted to hear what you had to say. And I was like, and I just felt so bad. I went home and I started crying. I was like, you know, these people, they wanted to see me and, and have me say what I thought and, 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 and get, have their opinion on me and stuff. And I just felt I never want to do that again. I never want to let them down. And just, just because I'm scared. So, right. uh, yeah, so I just forced myself to go up now. And, and usually in these debates, I just try to kind of be funny. You know, I'll mm-hmm. just be, make so, And then the people come up and say, like, oh my God, you're the funniest person and stuff. Like try to keep it interesting for people. Yeah.
1: You have to go for it sometimes, right?
0: Yeah, and that's why, like, even with comedy, like, I did it first in university, like, I don't know, but uh, we had a talent night, and then I did Yuck Yucks a few times when I was, like, early 20s, and I just never, never pursued it. It's very easy to go, yeah, I'll do that one day, and I'm not going to sit down and do it now, and and then just during COVID, I was like, oh, my God, like, if I don't do it now, when, when am I ever going to, like, I've always assumed I was going to be Woody Allen, be this famous comedian, but have I done it? So I just, uh, yeah, I did the summer contest last year, and then I took some classes on zoom just to force myself to keep working on it each week. And, and then I did some classes at absolute comedy and, and then I'm trying it again. And then I'm still kind of not ready. Like I went to the, uh, I went to swizzles on Monday just to watch it. Cause I'm not ready. And then I went to uh, this other show on Russell road, just to watch it. Cause I'm not ready, but I, yeah. I should start getting ready and just be able to have like 10 jokes or something and just be ready to go up anytime. Cause yeah. every time you don't do it, it's like, well, that's another chance. You could have just been up there doing it.
1: It's all about experience. Everything in life is experience and, you know, and and imitation, quite honor, honestly, because uh, when I was when I was a young kid, I used to I, I lived in Kill, Ontario in between Montreal and Ottawa. So I got all the major market radio stations like blasting in and uh, I listened to these incredible announcers and I thought to myself, like I'm only 7, 17, 18 at this point. And I thought to myself, if I ever go to radio school, I got to sound like these people. Mm. And, and if I sound like them, then I'm going to get on those stations. And, and I sort of did, like I listened, like I, I'm, a, I'm a mimicker, like I, I can listen and I, I sort of can take it on. And that's one of my, my, my talents. And uh, so it's just like watching these comedians, right? It's like, it's watching them, you know, and then you get up there, you don't, you don't completely steal from them, but you sample from them. Right. And, and you, you just, if it's working for them, maybe you can try it in your own way. And, you yeah. know, practice honestly makes perfect. You just got to keep trying it over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. And that's why even when I go to these shows, I sort of bring my notebook and I just, it gets my head thick. I'm like, oh yeah, he said something about his family. I could do something with my family. Or, or, yeah. or sometimes I just like going open mics go, you know what? Not everybody, like everybody's kind of struggling. Nobody's, like every, some people suck, like it's just, but they're still doing it. So it just reminds me that we're all human and I can do that too. And, and yeah. yeah, just, it, it does inspire me. I go, oh yeah, somebody, you know, just the way they say something or they did a punchline. I'm like, oh, do I have anything I could do like that? And um mm-hmm. so yeah so it's, it's definitely learning and you sort of learn about oh yeah that's how punchlines work or how to keep it short or not go too long and mm-hmm. I don't, yeah i don't know what the whole point of it all is but it's just one of those things i like to do and it's kind of like a community of people that hopefully you can become friends with because you're all being creative you're all trying um yeah, yeah, it's, such like
1: to- a, it's a small small community uh here in ottawa and everybody knows each other so you know, don't burn bridges. Don't talk about anybody because <laughs> the chances are that person will be friends with the person you're talking about, um, you know, yeah. and and doors open windows, open opportunities, you know, just by networking. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing I noticed, like when I went to Swizzles, there's this guy, Liam on stage and he's like, oh, I've got a show. And so that he was hosting the show on Wednesday. Like, it looks like everybody hosts their own show on different nights of the week. And yeah, and, uh, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Don't, my fantasy would be like, OK, I'm going to go to L.A., and I'm going to be like an Amy Schumer's clique and all where all the comedians were all friends. So I, I followed her on Instagram this week and I just started looking at all the other comedians that she was following. And then I was messaging them uh, to be like, Hey, you want to be in my podcast? Just, I felt like, okay, that'll be me like getting several degrees from, or I don't know, somehow being close to that, that little thing. So I, I like the idea of stand up just because it's, it's just you with a mic so you don't have to rehearse with 20 people or you don't have to have props and if you're in in another town you can be like hey i can come up and do my little bits like it's it doesn't rely on anything else but you and uh, so i like the simplicity and purity of that Mm, totally
1: well i i I was impressed
0: thank you and it's yeah it's very encouraging to to hear that and you know what even if i don't advance or whatever it's like you just keep doing it you just you, you can throw your stuff on tiktok you throw it on instagram and just uh, see what happens i mean in the old days it used to be that the goal was you keep doing shows until you can get on the tonight show and then hopefully somebody gives you a sitcom or something but i guess now anybody can do anything you could just have your own online stuff or there's these big comedians yeah. like andrew whatever his name is he's got this podcast called flagrant 2 i don't even know what that means but he's got youtube clips and he's kind of this big thing and
1: yeah so. you, you can you can build it up anywhere that's the cool part right you know mm-hmm. twitter instagram facebook uh tiktok like it's crazy the amount of social media that's out there right and you can hit a different uh demographic in everyone um yeah and well, that's and that's the, and, what's yeah. that no your numbers grow and you know your followers grow and, and and it's just it's it's fun to watch and to see how you know creative you can get and and uh you know, like I said, practice makes perfect. Even if you make mistakes, man, like I'm, like I said, on the radio, you know, quarter century almost, and I make mistakes every show, but it's, you know, it's not the end of things. You just you keep moving.
0: Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody, yeah. nobody would even notice probably anyways. And what's a mistake. It's just, it's not, I mean, if yeah. you're a brain surgeon, there's probably a mistake, but yeah, you don't want to make those mistakes. No, but yeah. if you're radio, it's like, whatever, it's just another interesting story. And that's yeah. actually been my other dream, like to be on radio, I found an old cassette tape of me I sound like a girl on it so I must have been like 11 or 12 and it's me like interviewing my sister and just talking about the weather and then I would had a double tape deck so I'd cut to the radio and then I'd come back and yeah. and uh and I just I loved it so I've always it's always been my fantasy when I was working in my first job in Ottawa when I was like 25 or something I looked up the radio stations and I met with a couple of hosts once and they said okay we'll go do a test uh to see what kind of correspondent you can be And like I don't know what to do so I think at the time there was a teacher's strike and I thought okay I'm gonna actually i was dumb because i had this friend or friend my art director ian was a bit of a cynical sarcastic guy and he's like oh you know what you should do you should go to the mall and like interview people but pretend that you think the students are in strike and i'm like oh i guess i don't know so i tried talking to people and saying so why are you on strike they're like but i'm not on they didn't make any sense first of all yeah. and it sounded yeah. like i was being kind of mean and then i got cut, cut out or kicked out of the rito center because you're not allowed to interview people randomly in the in the mall So I think I sent them the tape and eventually they just said, no, that's not the style of comedy we like or something. It was just too mean. I'm like, Oh but I'm not mean. Ah." And that was it. And then I think when I was 27, I was in Toronto and I emailed humble and Fred uh, Howard Glassman, humble Howard. And I said, Hey, could I be, could I come intern or come meet you or something? And I think he emailed back saying, yeah, come by. But it was, it was like six in the morning or something. It was like something too early or there was some reason I didn't go. Or he said, come by with an idea. And I'm like, I don't have an idea. And I just never talked to him again. And then I met him years later, like when I was 40 or something. I'm like, and I told him that. He's like, well, why didn't you come by? I'm like, I don't know. And then, so that I'm getting oh. to the end of my radio history. Uh, my friend, Tony Daniels, <laughs> uh, was friends with people at CFRB. And he got us on um, filling in for Jim Richards in Toronto a few times. And they actually said, oh, you'd want to do it yourself. I'm like, no, no, I'll do it with Tony. Which I should have just done it myself. But I did it with him. And then the program manager left. And, uh, and that was it. I never got back on. And then... That was it. I went on Humble Howard's podcast a few times. And then two years ago, just before the pandemic, I applied for a couple of jobs. One was in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, where they needed somebody all week to go to City Hall and report. And you could get on the air once a week. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to be in Yorkton for a year. And then the Hmm. other job, they were looking for a morning host in Timmins. And they were like, why do you want to move up north? And I was like, I guess I don't. And I never got back to them. And that was it. But now I'm like, I could have been there up north for a year. Like, why didn't I? Uh, And then that's it. So how did you get into radio?
1: Well, I mean, you know, but it's not it's not for everybody, too. And, like, you know, you know, if you're if you're at your age and, and all of a sudden it's like, let's just move to Timmins, like to get experience. Maybe that's not something you want to do right at this stage. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what Humble Howard
0: said to me even like 10 years ago. He's like, what are you going to do? You're going to move to a small town and work your way up for 20 years. And I'm like, I yep. guess not. And even at the time, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. But yeah, like in my head, I was like, my God, if I was 22, I would have loved that. Go to a small town. Maybe I'll meet the cute girl who lives in the town and we'll get married or whatever. But I'm like, (laughs) at my age, yeah, what am I going to do this town where I don't know anybody? And then that means I might never find a wife and have kids. because I never did. and I'm stupid. And uh, and then I'm like, I just it felt like I would be lonely and trapped. But on the other hand, you know, a year flies by pretty fast. and I don't really think can't think of anything I've done in Ottawa for the past year really so it's like maybe I just should have so who knows
1: <laughs> well it sounds like you're really open to all kinds of different things and and, and uh, which is great right because some people yeah. just stay like on their path in life and they don't do any different stuff but it sounds like you've uh, uh yeah. dabbled in all kinds of things
0: I guess and I mean it's because i worked in advertising but I was always like there's other stuff to do so I would like do the second city conservatory or I took screenwriting yeah. and I won a big award for my first draft of my first screenplay in LA, but I never did anything with it. A producer gave me notes and I never sat down to sort of work. So I feel like I start things and I just don't continue. And I have a girlfriend for three years, but then I break up with her and then I'm in advertising, but I don't become a creative director. Cause I'm like, oh, I want to try something else, but then I do nothing. So I don't know if it's ADHD or if it's just, well, just trying different things. Everything's an experiment, but hopefully I can still find happiness. Are you ha- Cause you look like, you know, what I would be if I was successful and smart. Like you've got, uh, I, I actually I used to host uh, Rogers Cable too for a few years in Toronto when I was in my early twenties as well. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, I was in a play. I guess fourth year at university. I answered an ad in the paper. They were, I was in some play, and then a woman in the play saw me draw a cartoon on the card for the director. She said, like, "Oh, I like your little drawings. I'm hosting this show called Garage Sale on Rogers, and you could come host with me." So she she was taking calls. People would call in and buy and sell things and. As mm-hmm. they're talking, I would draw a funny cartoon of the thing and then tell a story about it. And then eventually people were just calling in, like, I just want a cartoon and stuff. And, but, but at yeah. the time, I was a bit of a jerk. I thought, you know what? I'm Second City, I'm special. This woman's just like a regular woman. I want my own show or something. So, so like, okay. So then they put me with another woman, but I'm like, well, she's just a waitress. She's not. And, and then I don't. I was just looking back now, I'm like, what are you talking about? They were smart. They were funny. Like yeah. you know, they were your partners. So I guess we yeah. learn. I don't like to think that I'm an idiot. I don't
1: know. No, that's definitely uh, part of the, the business though. I mean, you're not really above anybody. I mean, everybody's has you know, got their own talents and stuff. And, and I, I've been part of the Rogers TV family for maybe 10 years or so um, off and on, you know, appearing here and there. And I've been the host of daytime. Gosh, it's well, I mean, it's been off air for a year and a half, um, but I was the main host for about three years and, um, you know, and, and there's so many great co-hosts join me, so many great people on, on the couch across from me being interviewed and uh, so many stories to be told, right? Everybody's got a story, everybody's got a talent and you're really not above anybody in this business because uh, here today, gone tomorrow, right? So you've got to be careful of that as well. So you don't want to burn bridges. You don't want people to think you're a jerk. You don't want people to, you know, you want yeah. at the end of the day, you want to be a good guy and, and uh, you know, it's out of your control whether or not you're still part of the team, Like a week later or a month later, and and um, I've come up against that a bunch of times in radio, unfortunately, having lost my position. And I believe one of my strengths is that uh, I'm a hard worker. I'm a good networker, uh, you know, and and I'm willing to adapt. I'm willing to take, um, uh, my goodness, guidance, uh, constructive criticism. It doesn't matter how many years you have under your belt; like you have to adapt to what they want. Yeah, and and, that's one of the, go ahead. How did you get into radio and TV? Like what, what was your, your path? Well, so, so I, I I was student council president in in high school in Bankley Hill, and I used to read the morning announcements and people used to say uh, nice compliments about how it sounded and all that. You know, I'm, you know, I'm 18, 19 years of age. Uh, But first I went to concurrent teacher education at Peterborough at Trent University. Uh, I was going to become a teacher, but I didn't, want to stay so I left and then I went to Loyalist College in Belleville for the radio broadcasting program graduated in 99 and I was lucky because I uh I mean I worked in radio stations in Belleville Trenton um but I landed in Ottawa before I graduated uh so I was I was very lucky and I've been here ever since so that's 1999 and uh but it's you know it's been amazing I've, I've got to interview my heroes. I've got to do some um, incredible charity work uh, That it's like a major part of my life. Um, but I have lost my position a few times. Uh, and, you know, even during these COVID days, you always wonder what's going to happen. Uh, you know, you hear about cutbacks all over the place, people losing money. Um, so it's a scary industry, but it's in my blood. So there's yeah, that.
0: That's the thing. I mean, Hamel and Fred, I guess. I mean, I don't know, they lost their morning show somehow. And so they started their own podcast. And I think they broadcast the podcast on Sirius and CFRB again or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it sounds all, I mean, even the biggest hosts, like it's it's tenuous. Like even at the best of times, radio, there's not a lot of money. It's kind of difficult. And then now yeah. it's, you know, probably gets harder and harder. So yeah, you don't go into it because you're going to make $100 million, but you, you do it because no, you love definitely.
1: it. And, you know, so, so for that, to, for a good amount of time, I was full-time at Boom, and I was the full-time host at, at, at Rogers TV, and I was also behind the scenes at Yuck Yucks, and special events MC, uh, voice work, uh, you know, I have a four-year-old, like, life is busy, right, and, and, you know, due to the pandemic, I was able to actually slow down a little bit, <laughs> uh, yeah. which, w- which was good and bad, you know, depending on how you look at it, right, because the TV show went off air, Yuck, Yuck struggles, uh struggled a bit, um, but you know, you're right. You don't do it for the money. Uh, I make enough to live, uh, obviously, but, uh, you know, I just love what I do. I I don't feel like it's work. I yeah. get to entertain.
0: That's and that's what, uh, that's what I was always wondering too. Like would I really, I mean, I, I know I did love it actually, when I did talk radio hosting and stuff, when people would call in and they'd be like, Oh, I really love your show and stuff. So I, I know I would love it, but yeah, I was wondering like, is it, is it that fulfilling? Like you know, say say I did find a little station that would take me on because there's this website Milkman Unlimited and they've got jobs yep. posted all the time and every now and then I'll post. But it, very diff. I mean, it would have been hard for me to break in as a kid. Never mind. Yeah, I'm an old man now with no experience. So what do you got? But, uh, but is it, is it fulfilling? Is it, it's fun, I guess, as, as I imagine? It's,
1: it's totally. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's stressful because at the end of the day, it's, it's a job and, and you need to perform. You need to like, I mean, I'm air, on air quite a bit. I'm on air here in Ottawa. I'm on air in Cornwall. I was doing the TV thing, you know, like you, you voice commercials. And, and if you're not sounding good, if you're not sounding up to it, well, they find somebody else you know, so you always have to, you always sort of have to be on. So with TV, it was even more, uh, a little more stressful, because you even had to maybe look a certain way, like you had to, uh, you know, I had to fit in my TV clothes, I had to, (laughs) you know, you have to be smiley, you have to be happy. Uh, Whereas radio, you still have to be, but it's not as visual. Um, But it is still pretty visual, because we do a lot of videos, a lot of pictures, a lot of that kind of stuff, right? So a lot of community. uh, So you're out there and people see you, uh, extremely fulfilling, because like I said, I've, I've got to, I've got to be a part of almost, I think, 24, 25 CHEO telethons. I've got to, you know, uh, work with Canadian Blood Services, um, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation, like y- you name the the charity, and, and perhaps I've had a, a, my hands at it somehow. And that, that to me, that's using the platform for good. So that's where, that's where I feel fulfilled the most.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what would make me feel fulfilled as well. Like that's why I was always like oh, advertising. It's like, I'm making ads, but I'm just making Procter and Gamble a billion dollars. Like what good am I doing for people? So if you can combine it with helping people, I always wanted yeah. to volunteer at the library and just read stories to kids or something. Yeah. But but yeah, I can see like, I had my aunt's funeral this afternoon and, and I tried yeah. to put on black pants and a white shirt that I bought in the winter that fit. I bought these big clothes for to be an extra as a cop and some, uh, like hallmark type of movie and they barely fit to the now I'm like oh my god so it's like I understand growing out of clothes and then yeah. I was thinking um yeah I was I was talking to somebody this week about about radio for some reason and I was like yeah I wonder what radio is like now I feel like they would probably always you know have a webcam live on them as they're on air and stuff so pe- it used to be yeah I've got the face for radio that's the joke but now you're probably you know, doing videos on social media and stuff, or I don't
1: know. Time. I mean, even today, so boom's uh, Facebook page has 315,000 people. And I did a Facebook live. I go live and I talk to people. Right. And I'm not saying all those people will tune in at once, but you get a few thousand over the course of, of a day or so. Yep. Um, and, and you don't, you don't want to, you want to feel your best, you know, you want to look your best. You want to be at the top of your game. You got to be careful what you say, especially in today's environment. You know, you never know if, if something's going to come out that you're like, whoops, I shouldn't have said something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you get careful. Uh, you know, you have to make sure that you're saying the correct things. So there's definitely a stress that comes along with it. But uh, I mean, my my other role at the station is I'm the assistant music director. So I, I schedule the music for Boom, uh, along with uh, the, a couple other members in my team. And, and uh, so you know, uh, CRTC percentages, CanCon non hits, like there's all these things that the flow of the station. So I do that, and then I go on air and I try to make it sound good. So. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a challenging career. And then you come home and you try to not think about it, but you probably notice uh, on, on social media, I'm always on there. I'm always posting something. I'm always trying to stay relevant. Right.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. Cause people either they see you or they forget about you, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. it's also psychology. The more people see your face, the more they, they like you. It's just, you know, getting familiar yeah. with you and everything. So that's, that's good. What was I going to say? Uh, Oh, yeah, just in terms of always sort of being, yeah, like, I'm I'm tired every day, and I'm usually like, I'm too tired to do my TikTok video today or to review a keyboard somebody sent me, so I can imagine that, yeah, on radio, it's like, it's hard to be on every day and to be on TV to, to look good or if, like, you have a cold or whatever, so... I it's imagine.
1: definitely a challenge uh, you know so sometimes I'll fill in on the morning show and, and we're talking like getting up for 4 a.m. right and and, and i go in and and uh the co host her, her name is Colleen she's amazing and she's just so full of energy and um but you, you know you've got to be on once you crack that mic at 5:30 or so you know you have to know what you're talking about yeah. so it's a challenge. And, and not only that, but you think of the 24 hour clock, I mean, you have to go to bed at a certain time. Uh, people can't really, you can't really hang out with people because uh, you need to try to get that six, seven hour, eight hours of sleeping. Right. So, right. Um, right.
0: So yeah, if you're going to bed, you know, if you have to be up like on air at four or whatever, then, you know, you got to go to bed pretty early so you can't go out for dinner or do things with people. So that would be a challenge. And then, yeah, the other thing, the fact that you do the the music direction that, that reminded me whenever I see these jobs postings, a lot of them are, uh, you know, looking for program director and uh, part-time host, or music director and host. I'm like, I don't even know what directing is, so I wouldn't be able. You know, obviously, I'm not going to come in and be a station manager for if I've never worked before. So it's
1: that, that is the part of the business too. I mean, you have to have a few hats. So uh, they call me the swing announcer, a uh, swing announcer on Boom, and I, I'm the assistant music director. And then you know, I'm a community guy, and then I'm a social media guy, and then like you have to do all these things, right? To, because you can't just have the one skill anymore, because uh, there aren't as many jobs and even on boom if you can imagine so i'm like I, I keep I'm repetitive but almost a quarter of a century and i have the least amount of on-air experience on that station so <laughs> so it's a major market radio station and and that's the unfortunate side if you go to algonquin for radio broadcasting because a lot of the the students want to just jump in on a station in ottawa but you know you need to sort of get your feet wet somewhere else before you can move up like that i was a bit lucky but it was the 90s it was a bit easier perhaps um whenever i moved to ottawa but yeah you have to be a you know um a jack of all trades
0: yeah that's what uh because yeah i looked up the loyalist program i guess that's what i looked yeah. up a year ago and i was i was watching some webinar and i commented in the chat like "Do you think somebody like my age could still go and they were like you know we've got we had people older in the class it's just you can't be one of those people that like Oh, I'm not going to learn Twitter. I don't want to know that stuff or you, you know, you still yeah. have to be on top of this. And I'm like, "No, no, I understand social media. I can do that. I'm a, I'm young in my head kind of thing." But yeah, yeah you know, am I going to go to Loyalist for 2 years now and come out at 51 or something and be like, "I'm ready to break like it's just it's probably not realistic." So I think for myself, I have to do something like, you know, this podcast or or just whatever whatever I can I can do on my own rather than, or maybe I can find some maybe it's time to go to Yorkton, Saskatchewan or something just to break in. Mm. So what would your advice be to, I guess somebody wants to break into radio kind of do what you're saying, go to Algonquin or go to like do the radio yeah. program and then try to uh, find a small market.
1: I mean, I, I, th- I think, you know, I, I think it's, it's important to get that education um, because it's, you know, the education is definitely on your resume um, and you learn skills, um, you know, on these, on the, the, the college stations that you wouldn't, um, Want to learn on the big stations, meaning like all the mistakes you'd make and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, it's good to get the education. I mean, but there's plenty of people who have broken into radio with, without that education with the other, you know, backgrounds in life. Um, you know, they, maybe they start on the street team or maybe they, you know, they find another, like they're, they're an, say, an office manager perhaps or something like that. Right. And then, you know, they get to know the program directors, they get to read a couple commercials and, you know, they can find their way in that way as well. Um, but to land a full-time position in a major market, uh, keep in mind too, you know, secrets of radio, a lot of those, uh, people you hear on the air aren't even in the building. Uh, you know, they're in different markets, perhaps, as right. you heard me mention earlier, I'm on, I'm on Cornwall radio and I'm not really there a lot, you know, let's put it that way. Right. So, um, it, it may be tough to land a full-time gig. Yeah. So, you know, that 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 may be, be, be a bit of a challenge. I mean, I, I spent I think three or four years at Boom before I landed full time. Uh, after being full time at different radio stations in town, you, you know, you lose your position, you got to work your way back up again. So it's it's a challenge. It's a major challenge for sure. Yeah. And even I- with all my years' experience, like if I was to lose my position here, like it would be tough for me to get in anywhere else in Ottawa because there's no positions. Or I'm too old or old or I don't have the correct sound or I'm not a news guy or, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, how many jobs can there even be? You know, maybe there's five in Ottawa, you know? So, and there's like hundreds of people who would want to do the job. So yeah.
1: Yeah, that's Chat- but, but I also tell anybody, right. It's like, if you love something, just go for it. Like whatever it is in life, go for it because we've only got this one life. Right. So, and, and like you said, like a year later, like you could have done this and, and, you know, like so a year from now where do you want to be like just go for it
0: that's the way I have to look at it because like even two years ago I was having a meltdown just before COVID I'm like what could I do do I go back and do a master's do I marry this girl and have a kid or whatever and I didn't and now two years later it's like okay well now it would have been done I would have had my master's or whatever right so so yeah I mean and I wouldn't even mind part-time on the radio because I'm you know, I do like doing different things. I'd be happy to do all my little things and just come on the radio every now and then. So I guess, yeah. I guess I'll keep at it, but who knows, maybe I'll become Joe Rogan and just do these interviews and, and yeah. my own big thing. Um, yeah, I did. And I mean, breaking in through other jobs, that's what I always imagined it would be like, you know, just go and hang out and be the assistant and somebody will say, Hey, you're funny. Come, come and comment on this or whatever. Yeah, totally. So I, I was emailing all these stations and then maybe like three or four years ago, uh, I reached the program manager for hot 89.9 or something. And she's like, you sound mm-hmm. interesting. And I went in to talk to her and she's like, Oh, what music do you like? What station would you, I'm like, wow, she actually likes me. And there wasn't anything yet, I guess, but she heard about a copywriting job in Toronto for two state. It was like boom and whatever their sister station was. Mm-hmm. And part, I guess in my head I was like, I don't know. I don't want to be a copywriter again or whatever. And so I kind of showed up late for the interview and I was covered in rain because I hadn't brought an umbrella And it turns out there was like 10 people in this room. And I was like, oh, my God, like this was a big meeting. And so I guess I didn't impress them. And that but I mean, that could have been my way in. Right. Like that, you know, I'm copywriting. I'm already a voice actor. I could have been like, hey, I wrote this commercial. I could voice this. And they'd be like, hey, you're kind of funny. Uh, Hey, the Bob's sick today. Can you fill in for whatever? And that I mean, that would have been the way to get into radio rather than thinking, hey, make me your morning host, even though I've never done anything, you know?
1: yeah you, you mean you aim high obviously but you know start small and, and and i'm huge i'm another piece of advice i give to everybody is be a yes person like if you have uh you, you know if there's if somebody presents you with an opportunity i mean just like you and i here right it's like you know we, we wanted to do this interview and 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 um yeah of course let's find the time because you never know what comes from things you know yeah. you say yes to this you show up here you show up there um you meet people and and windows doors that they're constantly opening. But if you keep saying no, you keep closing yourself down, you, you know, you're, you're too shy or reserved. I get it. It's difficult sometimes, but just be a yes person and see what happens. See what rolls in.
0: Yeah, that's definitely what I've learned. Like years ago, there was a director who had done like Chainsaw Massacre and the new Conan movie or something. He was pitching he wanted to be like a commercial director for us at the agency and I talked to his assistant or something and then they were like, hey, we want you to help write this show about advertising we've got but then i talked to some woman i barely knew who's a producer she's like oh they're not offering you enough money you should ask for more and eventually they're like ah, forget it and i was like "This is a hollywood director i could have written it. like what what the hell else was i doing like why not do it for whatever they had or for free like or pay to do it so yeah, yeah so i mean i can't go in the past now but all these things i i wish like yeah just just try it like actually there was this 15 years ago or something, this, this wildlife organization in Africa, like they, they have a wildlife preserve and they were like, hey, come down for a month and you can do funny web broadcasts from, from Africa. And I was like, I don't know, it's pretty far. I'd have to use all my vacation time and I'd be, yeah. I'd be lonely and bored. And I, like, you'd be lonely and bored in the middle of the Africa, like just do it. That'd be a story, who knows? Yeah. So it's like, but I mean, I could live my life with regret for every little thing I didn't do. So I'll just try to, try to well, keep cool. at it.
1: It goes back to the comedy, right? Like, so you say last year you, you didn't uh, succeed the way you wanted to. And then you, you went back and, and you won your night. So no one will ever be able to take that from you. So you could have just stayed home and not done it. Or you could, or now you have a cool story to impress people at parties. It's
0: and I was very <laughs> close to that. not doing it. I was like, I don't want, why in the hell am I doing this? I, you know, I didn't yeah. even have any jokes two days before i'm like what am i going to talk about Uh, so then i just wrote the story of getting my second vaccine shot two days earlier and i'm like okay well at least they'll see that this is a fresh story so even if it's not funny maybe i'll get some slack because they're like well clearly he made it up two days ago this isn't his 30 years of best material (laughs) yeah i I figure for round two next week it'll be like yeah what have i done since the vaccine how's it changed my life you know they promised that every said after you get your vaccine you can you can see friends and i'm like hasn't worked. So I, don't, I still have, I have no, I have no friends
1: still. So the vaccine. I know. And we're still doing zoom interviews. So. Yeah, uh, exactly. What the heck. <laughs> yeah. Thanks vaccine. Uh, so but much. Yeah. yeah. But no, man, it, it just, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by, uh, you know, what you do online. You seem like unbelievable energy. It just, you know, even when we message privately, you know, I'm like, how are you? And you're like paragraph you know, yeah, it's <laughs> which, a, is, which isn't a bad thing. I, what I'm saying is like, where, where do people find this energy? Like, where do you, you know, and you're just out there, you know, and you, like you said, you've done nine interviews and you still need to publish. Like I, I, I it's, that's exhausting. Yeah. So it's it's going, a lot.
0: Right? Yeah. Like I interviewed this uh, woman this morning. I saw her in my calendar. I'm like, who is this? Uh, but I, you know, I got to go to the funeral, but I'll, I'll talk to her. And, and eventually I went into my Instagram, like, oh, we've just met on this shaper networking app. And, um, and yeah, I, I didn't even know who she was, but turned out that she's like a disabled, like she's got visually impaired and she's in Brooklyn and she just likes making TikTok videos about blind uh, issues and stuff. So it was sweet. I felt like I could get her word out and she was a nice girl. And it's like, that's great. And I just, yeah, like, I think I do it. And the, the same reason I like radio, it just makes me feel a bit less lonely. I'm like, I'm reaching out to people, I'm talking to people and mm. maybe I can help them out by getting their story out. And yeah, it's like it, probably some people think I'm oversharing if I message a big paragraph and or if I message people randomly, they'll be like, that's kind of random. Why are you telling me this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just telling you. Like a lot of times if people say, how are you? You know, you're just supposed to say, fine. But I'm like, no, I'll tell you actually how I am and what I'm doing. And
1: if you don't oh, like it, that's fine. Yeah. You're a communicator, right? And, and I've learned a lot uh, about you just through our messages. And, and uh, I just don't have the energy to write as much. I, well, <laughs> I think, my... you know, that, that that's all it is.
0: No, my secret usually is that I voice type. So I'll be like, hey Dylan it's actually like I'm not sitting there by thumb because that would drive me crazy um, yeah, it's one way to do it yeah that's a yeah. cheat and then lately I've been cheating even more just doing the, the audio message and be like yeah I'm doing this da, da, da. And, and when people do that back I'm like oh god I see a 60 second audio message I don't want to listen to what they've said <laughs> I'd rather read it and skim it so yeah, yeah. karma comes back to get you um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I got a message from some random woman on Instagram, uh, I don't know, a few months ago. She's like a doctor, some kind of, I guess, some kind of cancer doctor or something. And she, she just said, she, you know, she thanked me for my posts. Like she just, yeah. she says, I am encouraging her to go after her dreams. I'm like, but my posts are all like about me regretting everything I haven't done. She's like, yeah, it's cause you're open and honest about your feelings. It helps me. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. And I get messages like that every now and then. So like some people are like, Oh, why are you complaining all the time? But I'm like, I, I don't know. To me, I feel like, when I see people I admire, like Philip DeFranco is a big YouTuber. And if you ever like sometimes they'll go on and say he's been depressed lately and he hasn't been on or he's really tired today and didn't get any sleep. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay. So even he's doing, he's doing a show because he's even though he's tired or he's depressed and he's a big YouTuber. So, it's sh- I guess it shouldn't comfort me, but it makes me feel like, okay, we've all got our crap. So if I feel bad today, that's okay. Even Beyonce's is feeling bad today or something. And oh,
1: yeah. it totally, I mean, you know, I, cause I'm on the air Saturday, Sunday mornings uh, live. And, and so I'm there at 8am. So that means I've gotten up around 630. Uh, sometimes I'll walk to work and it's a 45 minute walk. So you add all that up. Right. And you know, uh, you know, eight times out of 10, like I'm not feeling great, but you know, you just, you, it's entertainment. You, you still have to do your job. Um, And you could never tell, like, I'm very good at masking things, uh, emotions on air, because I'm a a professional, but like, we all have our days where we're not feeling great, or, or, especially as we're getting older, especially as we're dealing with the pandemic, all that kind of stuff, right? So,
0: yeah, we're all, we're all human. Yeah, even I just watched this little clip of Brad Pitt, giving an award speech on Instagram, and he's like, I'm getting old, I I can't do night shoots anymore. I no longer remember the... The, the first rule of fight club or whatever. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I keep picturing Tom Cruise. I'm like, you know what? He's almost 60. He's flying to space. He's riding motorcycles everywhere. I'm like, that's that's my model. Or The Rock is pretty much my age. And and I'm like, okay, he's doing all right. He's got new kids. and
1: Yeah. But, I, but who knows what they're really going through behind closed doors, right? Who knows? Like maybe they hate every second of it. I mean, we don't know, right? We don't know how they're feeling.
0: Yeah. You know? which, which frustrates me too because then I'm like, Okay. So if I became the rock, would I still be depressed? Like,
1: Yeah, Yeah, you could look at it that way too, I guess, right? But you'd probably be okay with the money. Uh, That would probably make you a little happier.
0: Yeah. Well, the the one thing, this guy, James Altucher, I listen to this podcast a lot. He keeps saying that, you know, even a lot of money or even bad things or good things, they change your feelings for a little bit. Like if you won all this money, you'd be happy for a few days. But basically you always come down to your baseline of happiness. Uh, And the only thing scientifically shown to change it is to practice gratitude, you know, Mm -hmm. every day, make a list of 10 things you care about, and that will raise your happiness. But I almost want to do a stand up bit about it. Like, really? Because like, you know, if I, if I got $10 million, I'd automatically be grateful. But if I have to come up with something like, yeah, I'm grateful for the birds and the trees, like, if I have to force myself to be grateful for it, I don't know if it's worth being grateful for.
1: (laughs) Glad, glad I got up this
0: morning and smelled coffee. It's like, that's the baseline. That's, that's,
1: that's, uh, <laughs> doesn't get better than that during the course of the day, for sure.
0: God, yeah. well, yeah. whatever. But I, but I do know that when I do a talk like this with someone like you, it takes yeah. me out of my own head. Like I feel good for an hour because I'm, it's not, good. You know, I'm talking to somebody, I'm not lonely and I'm learning something and hopefully mm. and I feel like I'm being creative and productive. So I know that helps. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To to me, being productive is is you know uh, almost everything. Like I just feel like I need a purpose. I need I have days off. Sometimes Mondays, Tuesdays are normally my days off, and if I don't have something to do, like I literally don't feel well. My head hurts. My stomach's upside down. I need to do stuff. I need to be productive. You know. So even this here with you tonight, you know, like it's it's fun. Like we get to know each other. You get it online. Maybe it inspires some people. Like you feel like you've done something yeah. instead of just watching Netflix, right? So.
0: And that's the thing. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like I've had girlfriends where I'm like, Hey, instead of just having this conversation, can we record it? And like, they'd be like, well, why, why do you have to record everything? Like, why can't we just sit here? And I'm like, but I want, and I've always felt that way, even university, like instead of going to pub, I always feel depressed. So I wouldn't pick up. And, and so I'm like, I'd rather, uh, you know, write a song and record a song with some people in the bathroom because the acoustics are good. I always felt like that's good. Like, and, And the way like people like, but what do you do for fun? I'm like, but I enjoy being creative and doing, that's fun to me. Like, I think a lot of people for them work is work, but for fun, they watch Netflix or they go to the mall. But for me, creating things is fun. So totally being productive
1: for me is fun. People ask me that all the time. What do you do for fun? I'm like, well, I work. Well, that, well, no, to me, work is my hobby. Work like charity, like helping people, communicating. Like, that's what I love to do. I don't knit. Like, this is what I do. So, yeah. And being, I get, sorry, go ahead. No, being productive, you know, like, yeah, I love the movies. I love television too. I love music obviously, but like, I just want to be productive. I want to leave a legacy for my son. I, you know, I want to have made a difference. I want to have made my time count. So yeah.
0: and that's, that's what the, I try to do. Yeah. And that's what I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a creator. Like I can't, I mean, I probably do waste a lot of time on my phone and stuff like watching videos, but I want, I don't, I can't, I can't sit down to watch a series. Like, I'm going to watch 20 hours of Game of Thrones. So I'm like, I, I should be creating something. And that's, you know, I mean, we do need the audience as well as, as creators, but I'm a creator. So I get in these fights all the time on online dating. And the women will say, oh, what, you know, your, your, your profile sounds like a resume. Like you're talking about how you ran for mayor." And I'm you know, like, but that's who I am. That's what I enjoy doing. Yeah. Okay. But I want to know the real you. What do you do for fun when you're not working? I'm like, but that's, I don't know, go for a walk Like pick up yeah. litter sometimes, but that's what I enjoy doing yeah yeah but I ah. want it you're just you're selling yourself like you're not getting it but there's got to be yeah. other people like me out there that be like yes I also love creating like my mom was saying like you need a partner like you know like George and Gracie like George Burns had his wife or like somebody who would get me yeah. or friends who get me it's like hey you know let's let's make content together because that's when I feel kind of happiness rather like rather than yeah, I want to feel like, hey, we did something. We've got a little video out of it. It's,
1: well, so. I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to know that, uh, you know, tomorrow could be the next, the best day of your life. Right. And and things change quickly for the positive. And, you know, even to go back to a, a quick, quick story about uh, being a yes person is uh, Derek Fage was um, um, a fellow in town. He's still in town. He was with Rogers Television and he was the host of Daytime and I used to co-host with him. And one day he asked me, can you come in and co-host with me? And I didn't, you know, I didn't really feel like it that day. I had something big planned that that, that night I needed to prepare for. But I went, I went and I saw a, a woman sitting in the green room and now we have a four year old. So, you know, so that's a story that I, I tell everybody, right? That, you know, if I hadn't have said yes to Derek and gone in that day to co-host, my little boy Maxwell would not be my little boy. Uh, I would have never met her. So. Um, be a yes person because you never know what is around the corner when you when you show up that is a very inspiring
0: story because yeah like you know if I sit watching Netflix tonight almost guaranteed I'm not going to randomly meet a woman at some point but if you (laughs) go out and try something go do comedy or I mean I think Conan O'Brien met his wife because she was like a commercial producer working with him for something or yeah you know so whatever you do I mean maybe you'll just make friends or or even yeah. just leave, leaving the house, I was charging my phone in the market and some guy was like, Hey, what are you doing? And he bought me drinks and now I'm, he's, you know, he wow. moved back to Saskatchewan, but I sat having drinks with this 61 year old divorce guy, hearing about his son for three hours, whatever. Wow. Uh, so I'm not going to have kids with him, but.
1: Uh, no, you probably shouldn't. But I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, downtime is very important. Of course, too. You're a long time. I, I, I I'm a long a big part of my life but you know I, i'm just saying when opportunities present itself and it feels right i think people should go for it i just go for it if you're afraid even better because you're going to learn something out of it
0: yeah you know that's, that's the thing and that's usually how i decide should i do something am i scared yes all right do it because i don't want to yeah i don't want to let my fear overcome me uh, so yeah. so yeah i keep trying so yeah hopefully that's that's the message people are taking away from this just, I just hope so it. yeah what's the what's yeah. the worst that'll happen
1: if not, uh, it's just been two guys with great V-neck shirts.
0: I was noticing how, yeah, like I've, I'm wearing a dark gray one right now, but I also have a black one, a diesel yeah. shirt that's almost exactly like that. And I, I, I should look it for it in my pile of shirts. So this is one thing I want to do for uh, the next comedy. Yeah. I told myself for the next night, I'm, i am going to print up a shirt with uh, like my name or something on it um just so because I, I find like it's hard for people to write who is that who am i supposed to vote for or, or yeah i, you know, I want to be like hey every if you liked me or maybe there was a girl in the audience who liked me add me to instagram so i just wanted on my shirt yeah. the whole time so i could get at josh rackless which is what i'm using currently but totally. i'm also trying to come up with a new name like i could be dylan black i guess maybe not but um so yeah <laughs> for, for a while there i was using celebrity josh because i'm like interview celebrities and but yeah um and i'm kind of getting bored of that so then i came up with this another name because i want a single name like sting or pink that's just like easy to say uh so i i decided i want the name spark i don't know why because i'm sparking ideas i'm sparking things in people uh but i can't get spark.com so i i had the idea what if i'm spark the genius like tyler the creator cedric the entertainer spark the genius and it's got this double meaning because it's like that's my mantra i'm telling people to spark the genius like do something smart today or try something i don't know what it means
1: um, so, so the reason why I would go against that is because you've already built something with celebrity Josh mm-hmm. and you, you've, you've built it over years. And so like, it's sort of like, if I was to go back to my first radio name, then all of a sudden, everything I've done as Dylan black over the last 16 years would like where what happened to him? You know, like you, you, you've built something. And I think yeah. celebrity Josh still fits because it is your name. And, and not only that, but you are interviewing celebrities and, uh, you're you're becoming one with all these amazing interviews, right? So I just think it fits.
0: Yeah, and, the, and it has the other meaning that I'm. it's like I'm joshing around celebrities, so it's the celebrity yeah. Josh, right? See, oh. I guess I could keep it. Like, I still, I, I mean, I haven't really built enough around it that people would even know. Like, I, I wouldn't yeah. be losing too much. I could stick with Josh Rackless because if you Google that, like, I'm Googled, I've got my name verified on Facebook. But Rackless is just, it's hard to spell. Like, I've realized anybody's name you know, if it's not simple, like the rock, you know, it's very hard to remember. So, but and, yeah.
1: And, and Dylan Black, because, uh, everybody knows how to say it. So yeah. I look at your name and I, I is it ratchless? Is it Re- reckless? Is it so, yeah. so that, that's all I'm saying, right? So like, it, it's, it's, it's good to have like celebrity Josh is great, but if you go by your full name, not that you're not proud of it, people are going to have a, a struggle with it. You know And so that's,
0: yeah, Definitely. my boss for 15 years, every time she would introduce me at the annual lunch, it'd be like, Josh Retschlees, like she doesn't know my name. And uh-huh. there is and there is no, I mean, we don't even know why it's pronounced Rackless. It could be anything. So yeah, it's not helping. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could easily type it wrong. <laughs> I type it wrong sometimes. So that's why I adopted Celebrity Josh. So I'm like, at least it's two words that you know how to spell. Um, so, I, so I've got celebrityjosh.com. At least I can use that. That's great. <sighs> I don't know. I it's think pretty, it's great too many syllables. I hate that people have to go celebrity. It's like by the point, like they don't uh,
1: I think they are overthinking it. I think it's great. I'm definitely overthinking it.
0: All right. So should I actually, you know what? I've already got a Celebrity Josh shirt printed up from a few years ago. So I could just, I could wear that to the event and say, I'm so yeah, I guess you're not emceeing the event, but if you're would, would the host, would I sound douchey as a comedian, like saying, a next
1: up celebrity Josh, is that ridiculous? Uh, no, yeah, no, because I think it's, you know, there's, there's a fellow in town. He's uh, in Hollywood, uh, Mr. Hollywood mm. and uh, Matt Demers and he goes by Mr. Hollywood. And it's not because he thinks he's a superstar. It's because he's interviewing people that work in Hollywood, you know? So, um, but it, it stands out. I think it's good to have a little bit of an attitude, a little bit of an ego. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It gets people talking
0: yeah exactly so, like oh yeah and when they when they hear me talking about self-deprecating they'll oh I realize okay so he's kind of it's kind of an ironic name that he's not a celebrity yeah. but he wants to be so whatever it's like if people-
1: it was josh the celebrity then that's a little
0: much yeah yeah that's it's a. Big, josh. that would be a good rapper name but yeah when i was using celebrity josh for a while like i'd go to a party somebody was having for her podcast she'd be like oh and this is celebrity josh he's like oh why celebrity Josh? they want to know are you a celebrity like it's they yeah. instantly yeah they'll remember it rather than you know, because if you say just a regular name, it's Josh you or Steve Smith, it doesn't tell you anything. So I feel yeah. like everybody should have a name that becomes something visual, becomes a story that becomes like it's. I mean, this is your chance. This is your headline. This is the name of the movie that is you, the brand. Like, why not? Why stick with? I mean, most people don't. They're not creators, performers. They don't care if their name is, you yeah. know, John Schmicklemitz or whatever. But, but, uh, <laughs> but I know Ty Lopez was saying like if you've got a name that's hard to spell or it like do something with it so that you know, you can, you can help yourself like Faith Popcorn is a yeah. big sort of psychic, but her real name is Faith Plotkin, but I don't know, yeah. a kid or somebody said it sounded like popcorn. So now she's Faith Popcorn. So it's easy to remember that, but you wouldn't remember. Yeah. So I always love looking into people's names, the history of Jay-Z or Snoop Dogg or what these people's names were. And I'll bet a lot of them wouldn't be that big. Like Sting might not be big if he stepped with, stuck with Gordon Sumner, you know, so, yeah. or, or Back- who the hell, who the hell is Pink? Lady Gaga. What is her name? Stephanie Summer Yeah. Yeah. But Elton I always, John, Elton yeah. John yeah, I'm sure none of these names are real I just no. figure you know I feel like as a rap star a, a, a rapper it's easier or a rock star it's like easier to come up with a name like you can be Bono you can be the edge but if you're a comedian you come up you're like my name's Carrot Top you are like it just almost sounds a bit douchey it's like why you have to be
1: famous to have, have, to famous to have the name Carrot Top yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah you,
1: you can't start like, off already famous
0: yeah. Yeah. If you're going to open mics and they're like, okay, our lineup today is David Smith and Jen Smith and uh carrot top. It's like, you better be damn good <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> to be. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll, maybe they can still introduce me as Josh Rackless, but I'll be like, by the way, I'm known as celebrity Josh. Uh, and then they will be just dead silence. Like, okay, next joke. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Something. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Come up to something. To
0: cool. Well, thank you. I know you're, you're a busy thank person.
1: Um, I got some to take care of here.
0: <laughs> you you got something? You got a little kid to take care of?
1: I got some. You never know uh, what my my duties are uh, in this crazy world, you know. But but I am on the radio tomorrow, so I got to get my beauty sleep at some point.
0: Ooh, right. Um, all right. I'll tune in. You know what? I never listen to the radio anymore. Like I just sort of listen to podcasts. I think I should tune in. I always I like the radio, and it's comforting to know that it's still there. Do you ever? Well, uh,
1: you and all your viewers have a reason to tune in.
0: Yes. All right. So where, so you're on boom, 90 something in Ottawa?
1: 99.7. Yes.
0: Very exciting. What time are you on tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow, 9am, 9am to 2pm, Saturdays and Sundays.
0: Wow. Do people ever, do like people send you fan emails or see you in the street or like, do you you get feedback from the audience? Do you know?
1: Yeah, people are really nice. Uh, You know, I I get the odd message of people that uh, appreciate what, what we do and, and, you know, love the music. And, and um, you know, when I do my charity stuff, that's when I get most of my response. Uh, people are very grateful and, and appreciative. And, and, you know, that's, that always warms your heart, because it makes you feel like you're on the right path. It makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. So like yes. I said, I like to use my platform for good. And and, um, and my bosses are amazing. Um, you know, the people that I've worked for throughout the years have allowed me to do the things I do and, and use that airspace for good and, and uh, makes a big difference. So that's what I'm all about that's
0: awesome you're like uh oh what's who's the guy in the microsoft bill gates like with his massive
1: charities and everything oh, i'm the same guy same i'm living in a, in a mansion that's what i have to do i gotta go clean the east wing after yeah. this and it's, it's calling me makes so, sense
0: cool yeah. yeah yeah when i was uh, on the cable shows i used to get people would call in and leave like voice messages and then they people would transcribe it and print it out and so i would see some about like we're two doctors and we love josh's show or or uh, yeah. when I was on CFRB, they got a few fan emails and stuff like, "We really love Josh," and I'm like, "It nice. feels so good." So, yeah. yeah. So maybe somebody, maybe if anybody's listening to this, you can comment and say, "We love Dylan, we love Josh," in the Apple Podcast Ooh. comments or reviews or something. Yeah, please. Please cool. Do. Well, thanks awesome. so much. And uh, if you ever need a funny correspondent on Boom, I'll come in and give a movie review or something.
1: And- Amazing. Well, I appreciate your time, and, and just keep keep doing what you're doing, Celebrity Josh for life. You know what I'm saying?
0: all right see now now i've got the story to tell on on colbert when they're like well how did you i'm like dylan black told me to stick with celebrity josh
1: (laughs) that's it amazing
0: cool all right thanks so much oh and if people want to find you like you know like where we should they follow you on social media or whatever it's
1: easy i i try to keep the handle the same pretty much uh like consistent for facebook instagram twitter TikTok. it's dylan black radio And that's pretty much where you can find me just about anywhere. So, and I love to be, I love being on social media. I love to interact. I think it's just, um, I mean, it's a time waster, but it's also productive in in many aspects when you use it for good. And and I love to connect with people. It's important.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So everybody go connect with
1: Dylan. Waste more of his time. Awesome. Waste my time. Bring it on. Thank you, Josh. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.